When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And so for us, it was just a matter of execution. Mr. Wright did an unbelievable job. And, you know, he kind of short on him. And I came to the sideline like, hey, he kind of short on him that, you know, I'm on, I'm, I'm on him about it. But I go back and look at the tape, and he's got Taysom Hill right there in his face with his hands up. And it's really an unbelievable job by him uh, getting it over and CJ Ham kicking like a right tackle to try to go get Taysom just so he isn't able to affect the throw. So, you know, hats off to those guys. And again, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of rookies and for it to be a rookie to a rookie, and I, that just puts a big smile on my face. There he is, future NFL head coach, 33-year-old Matt Daniels, the Vikings special teams coordinator. He's got it. He's that got that awesome. special. Man. He's got that special command. Yeah, there's a Mike Tomlin vibe. Like we, yeah, Tomlin was here in his like early to mid early 30s. He was like 30s. the same age when he was yep. Childress's defensive coordinator. Yep. And you just kind of felt that, and he he's got a little like Sean McVay, Mike Tomlin. Energy, control the room, but in kind of a charming way, you know? This is not an insult, but just watch him. And then I believe at the beginning of our last PD, Wes Phillips, who seems like a good guy, and I think he's a very smart football guy. But Wes Phillips, okay? He might know his stuff, but I think really to be successful, like O'Connell's got this, you sort of command that room, and there's an interesting it factor. And Daniels has that a thousand percent. Yeah, I think uh, Wes Phillips is one of those guys that he's probably just a guy that you for the rest of his career he might get a head coaching job at some point, but you you probably just like put him in the scientist room, put him in the lab, let him yes. drop schemes and plays, and he can come up and do his little like coordinator press conference. I don't know that he's the most dynamic guy to lead a room necessarily. As someone who loves. And I don't think I'd nerd out with you as much, Phil. I'd nerd out with Judd about this. The fake punt is like seriously one of my favorite gimmick plays in all of sports. I love a <laughs> properly executed fake punt. Yeah. And as a lover of fake punts, I would pay top dollar to sit in the room with Matt Daniels on the execution and the behind the scenes that goes into the fake punt. Yeah. Would love I want to know how does that get called? Yeah. Does, does, does Dan, do they have a look that, hey, if, if we're, if we're within this range in midfield, right. we are on fake punt watch. Because that? that was fourth and six, right? Mm-hmm. Midfield, yeah. Yeah, so so um, he talked about this. He said if it had been fourth and two, we don't do it because because they would have been prepared for a snap to the up back oh. for like a two-yard run. Um, but because it was fourth and six, they, they weren't prepared 
because on fourth and sixth, there's no assumption probably of a fake punt there. <sighs> so that's and so, so like level. they went through oh. the entire thing. Inject it into my veins. Inject the chess match. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl at some point before we all croak. And um, the show is presented in part by our friends at Surly Brewing Company. Live events, live watch parties in Ventline on October 16th and November 6th. And also our friends over at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. New lineup of award-winning TV delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL and TCL.com. All right, time for our Purple Picks episode here where we go through and answer a series of hard-hitting questions about this upcoming game and make our picks. Let's start with this one. Scale of 1 to 10. Only one game separates these two teams in the NFC North. Incredible. Vikings 3-1, and one, Bears 2-2. Two and two. On a scale of 1 to 10, how big is this game? Okay, the Vikings have created some room here. It's a division game, so I'm not going to downplay it completely. But 3-1 and one is a very solid start. Um, the Bears are very beatable. In my opinion, they've won two games, but they beat the Texans. The Texans are as bad as the Bears. And they beat San Francisco in week one in a monsoon, which is a fluky game in and of itself. It's a division game. Um, so I'm gonna put it at I'm gonna put it at a five. I'm gonna put mm. it at a five because if they lose it, I'm not going to I'm not going to be like, oh, the season's done now. I think you will. Uh no, I actually won't. I think you'll but, freak out a little bit if they lose this game. Uh, uh, Write may, this down. Yep. Judd's going to freak out a little bit. 430 if they lose this marker okay. of Just a little bit, but again, that's, that's subjective. Of my, daily. That's very. That's a very subjective statement. I'm going to put it at a five. Okay. A, a five of importance. All right. Declan? Two. It is a what? two out of ten. I'm not, I'm not, oh. I am not concerned with this game. I am not concerned with this game. I understand you're coming off the London hangover effect a little bit. It is a divisional game. It's your third home game and your third straight divisional game. You're playing a lot of these divisional games early, the first three at home. I am not yeah. concerned with this game one bit. Well, con- but concern- when you say you're not concerned, mm-hmm. my question is how big is the game? Like, if Are you they saying lose. that you're not concerned if they win or lose? Like, if they lose the game, how big of a de- like how big is how important is the game? Maybe I should phrase it as uh, the weight of the game. You'd go to three. You go to three and two. You're still two and one in the division. I don't think. I don't think this loss as as even though it'd be painful because the, the the Bears stink on itself. It wouldn't shipwreck your season. I'm I'm not concerned with this game. I want to bottle these takes for two minutes. If they lose this game, one of these. I want to compare happen. how you guys are reacting on Ventline. Well, versus... it depends how it looks. If they come out and lay a complete There's dud, no way you can lose to the Bears and it, have it. But, but they look pretty good. Like, if they lose to the Bears, it's going to look like a steaming pile of crap. I'm, I'm putting it at a five. I'm going to put it at a five. I think it's like a seven because I think you I think you have okay. to win this game. Like, the, this is a more important game to me than the London game because it's a division game. And, like, this is a game that if you want to kind of stay ahead of the schedule here and, and stay out in front, you know, you're three and one. You yeah. got to win this game. You can't be losing at home to the Bears. And yeah. I get that it's. I think where I, where I bring it back a little bit from like an eight to a seven is the reasons that like the, the Declan the travel thing. They're pro- it's probably not going to be a blowout win for the Vikings if history is any indication. We'll get to some of those numbers. Mm-hmm. I think any division game has to be fairly important from a magnitude standpoint because of the tiebreakers involved in everything. So you guys are totally cool if they lose it though, and I'm. I'm at five. I'm not totally cool. Declan's cool. Your Zen reaction on Sunday if they lose. A five and a seven are not that far apart. (laughs) 
Uh, all right, next question. Is anyone playing or coaching for their jobs this week? Um, no, not not yet. No. I wonder if Ed Ingram might be playing for his job soon. Mm-hmm. Jesse Davis is inactive so every week, and he's the backup. He's never active. So they're not even concerned enough to, like, replace him in-game. Okay. No. Yeah, on the on the I guess we could do this for the opponent too. I think it's yeah way too early to say that Justin Fields is playing for his job, no, but he's been nobody. atrocious. Yeah, but so not not a whole lot. I think once we get to like you know November December, there might be a lot more meat on the bone of this question. But mm-hmm. so far, everyone seems to be seems to be safe here. And I, I even like the Vikings linebackers have been pretty spotty and stopping the run, but I don't know that like Asamo is going to replace. Not yet. That's not even a conversation. I don't so. think. I don't think that this current coaching staff has any interest in replacing what they consider to be primary locker room veterans. Agreed. Those guys. Yeah, it'll have to be injury or something. All right. Next question. What is the biggest storyline you're interested in this week? I'm going to go back to the. I am interested to see, and th- this will probably hold true for me for weeks now, the evolution of the offense. Like the defense, a thousand percent has to take steps. I get that. Um, and I've been disappointed so far uh, by the defense at times, especially as we talked about before with pressures. But I mean, the week to week evolution of Kirk Cousins, the passing game, offense entirely, Dalvin. Um, I watched that, and and the nice thing is you do see glimpses. You certainly don't see prolonged stretches yet, but you do see glimpses of, okay, that works. The 39-yard pass to Jefferson that that set up Joseph's winning field goal was absolutely beautiful, and that's a great play. And it's like, okay, there's got to be more of of that. I do think that O'Connell and Kirk and Jefferson have worked hard to try to come up with more ways to involve him and – in in uh, the single coverage that he got against the Saints, we saw that too. But I just, every week, I'm curious to see if this offense can take a step. Because I don't think it's all, I don't think they're going to score 56 points. But I do think that there's so much room for growth. And I think that they do have the right coaching staff to at least start to get that growth. Uh, my biggest storyline is just seeing this Vikings offense hopefully run a track meet against Chicago. So the Bears are technically 12th in points allowed, which is obviously pretty solid. However, they've placed they have played a rookie Trey Lance in week one, Davis Mills and his insanely large neck with the Houston Texans in week three, drive by to Davis Mills. And they've also played Danny Dimes of the Giants. The Packers were the one who put up four hundred plus yards of offense against them at home in week two. I want to see the Vikings just throttle down on this Bears defense and win convincingly. Again, I know there's a hangover effect History has suggested otherwise that coming back from London without a bye is a lot more tougher than it's made out to be. But I, my biggest storyline is seeing this Vikings offense run up and down the field just like the Packers did on it two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm kind of torn here because I think I think the biggest storyline remains the KOC Kirk Cousins partnership, and because that that's really the the key to this franchise right now is can those guys together bring this offense from middle of the pack right now and yards per play and points per game and everything up closer to not closer to into the top 10. I mean, this has to be a top 10 offense with the weapons. The offensive line is fine enough and cousins and they're not really close to that right now. So that the continued partnership of the two guys that lead this offense, Kevin O'Connell and Kirk cousins, 
but it is against a defense and against some bad quarterbacks and some weak competition that's not been I think that I think the Bears defense is worse than the numbers have shown. But the numbers have been fairly friendly for the Bears defensively so far. Uh, and that brings us to the uh, next question here, which is what scares you the most about this Bears team? Um, I believe they get pressure pretty well. And and that scares me b- because I really like the tackles. Uh, the interior of the Vikings offensive line, I like more than I did previously, but I don't love them. And I am... I. F- I feel like it's week to week. Like one one week, Cleveland will grade out fantastic, right? And Ingram will be terrible, and Bradbury will be middle of the pack. And the next week, Cleveland's way down in the PFF grades, and Ingram is way up. And it's just sort of spirals. And um, what scares me is if those guys have a bad game and Kirk gets constant pressure, like that's a pressure point with Kirk, no pun intended, that can be a real problem. So that's what scares me. Because there's not, I mean, there's not a lot of things about the Bears where I'm like, oh my God, it's the Bears. They're good. Uh, but, you know, if Kirk starts to get, if Kirk starts to get hit and let's just say Kirk fumbles or something, again, Kirk isn't the personality type to say, okay, screw it, I'm fine. So that's what scares me. Uh, Chicago does run the ball pretty effectively. They're, they're third in rushing. They're third in rushing attempts. Um, they use a co- committee of different running backs to get it done there. I guess if you're the Vikings defense who has been susceptible to having uh, problems against the run for basically the last three seasons, if Chicago gets in a rhythm and they're just handing off the ball, getting big chunk play runs, taking time off the clock, Justin Fields won't beat you necessarily, but that running game can just kind of make things throw a wrench into the plans of, of, of the Vikings winning this game. So if they establish the run early and they're just able to chew up enough the clock, that's probably what concerns me the most about the Bears. I think it's... Uh... <laughs> I'm so torn because, again, I, I don't think the Bears have great personnel on defense, but no. through the first month, what's interesting with their passing defense is they, are, they do have, like, the fourth most pressures of any defense in the league, and Kirk Cousins is right. not good. Again, statistically, he's just not been – the first half against the Packers, he was great against pressure, uh, but he's, he has not been good against pressure. And then the Bears' defense – has held opposing quarterbacks to a 75.7 passer rating, which is the exact – passer rating of Christian Ponder's career. <laughs> so it's been tough to move the ball through the air on the Bears defense. Um, again, small sample size, weak opposing quarterbacks. Now you're playing at U.S. Bank Stadium. Right? Can the Vikings flip that around? But I think just could I see like the Bears getting out with a nice opening drive, run the ball down the Vikings' throats a little bit, get Justin Fields out on the run on the perimeter and – some bootlegs, and then some weird... This is how the Bears games work, man. And then the Bears get pressure on Cousins through Ed Ingram, and boom, there's like a strip sack. Like, that's what you don't want to happen. But there is a scenario in which that happens, and you got to dig your way out. It's kind kind of the Lions game. So just like, I guess maybe my answer is... The weirdness of Bears games is what scares me the most about the Bears. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's more... I feel like there's often more weirdness in Bears games there than here. Yeah. It's just a weird franchise, man. Oh, God, like they yeah. should not be two and two, yeah. but they're two and two. Yeah. And they kind of think they're still in the division because why, they are, you know. Why are Green Bay and Chicago stacked both stacked up here in in the first five weeks? And you've got to go there really late. Like I get one I get I get one of those two games being outdoors, cold, late. 
you know, but why do you got to play them both late in the season? Just for hilarious torture, I guess. Yeah, it's sort of weird. Like, you know, I'd expect one. I would not expect both. Hilarious torture. All right. Before we get to our official picks here and go through some of what the, uh, you know, the market trends are on this game. A shout-out to the official dog food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. That would be Nutrisource, specifically, as you see on the YouTube channel here, that glorious scoop of Nutrisource chicken and rice that Maya Mackie is about to devour, Judd. Mm. And uh, Nutrisource treats are also a huge winner for uh, for our pups. Yes, and in, in fact, Stella has devised a way two for one because she gets me up at about six and says, dad, it's time to eat. And I say, okay, I'll feed you. And then by nine o'clock, she's like, dad, it's time to go outside again. And that's where, as you, you can see here, the soft and tasty training rewards become key. So before I even start this podcast, Stella has got has dipped into the Nutrisource, not once but twice. That's a smart dog, and it's because uh, she loves it. You know what's funny about Maya? She will now, so she's, you know, we're still, she's three, but we've only had her for like five or six months, and she was in different shelters, and we she had not really been trained to, to do anything. So she's, at first she had kind of a hard time with sit. She just, like, didn't understand the mechanics yeah, of it. I got yep. Now she, like, she'll just come and, like, sit thinking that you have a treat, a, a Nutrisource yeah. treat in your pocket. Dog like, is oh, smart, man. See, I'm sitting. Can I get the Which I often treat? do. Yeah. You make them around in my pocket. In your pocket. NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. Also, uh, thanks to Federated Mutual Insurance Company for helping us push forward here on Purple Daily, Score North as an entity, and for helping countless business owners in and around and outside of the state of Minnesota. Uh, these people are experts in risk management, protection, all sorts of tools and resources to help maximize your business. FederatedInsurance.com. And uh, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, let's pick the actual game here. Vikings are seven and a half point favorites. That's seven and a half, Judd, point favorites here. Not six and a half. What, six and a half? Yeah, okay. <laughs> real quick, though. Real well, we quick. Changed it, but we oh, real quick. Well, we changed real it. Real quick. Well, thanks, Phil. Real quick. We changed it. The issue, and I do the same thing. I prep my write that down predictions, like, obviously the night before and days leading up to yeah. it. When you look at a, a spread line like that on Tuesday, it's not locked in for Wednesday. You can't use your Tuesday <laughs> spread pick for a Wednesday prediction. Sometimes I like to look at the I ones was... two weeks in advance and lock in. Yeah, yeah, right. Which that is down. why I was open to it being changed. You weren't open. No I had to bait you to here. get it into it. So I the Vikings are now, for the purposes of this particular segment, the Vikings <laughs> are now seven and a half point favorites. 75% of the bets are on the Vikings. 64% of the money is on the Bears. So hmm. so there's some there's some I would assume some smart money coming in on the Bears. That's that's uh as the as that line gets further toward 8. Action Network with maybe the most interesting trend line here for this game. Only 5 times in NFL history has a team returned home from Europe without a bye week. Every single one of those teams was tied or trailing in the fourth quarter the following week. They're two; Those teams are two and three against the spread, and uh, two of the three favorites lost straight up. So, But again, these teams come back from London, and all of the time they're either tied or trailing in the fourth quarter because, you know, you're a little bit road-weary. Uh, also, according to Action Network, history tells us to be extremely careful backing big favorites coming off short rest and a fast international turnaround. 
Justin Fields, on the other side of this trend line, has played five games against the NFC North. He's 1-4 both straight up and against the spread. The only game that he has won and covered was against the Lions in his first ever start. Uh, he has lost four straight in division against the spread and straight up. Kirk Cousins, not shockingly, is exactly 63-63-1 in his career against the spread. <laughs> so something's got to give. Kirk. So we'll start with Judd. All right, Vikings seven and a half point favorites. Who wins? Who covers? So much to digest from this game because of that, because of all, all those stats. But you know, I did watch the uh, the Sunday night game between the Bears and Packers in Green Bay after the Vikings had destroyed or beaten Green Bay pretty soundly in Week One. And I'm going to tell you this: I don't think the Bears are going to travel super well. I, this Bears team is so flawed. And again, you know, yes, they've won two games, but the Texans again they stink. And the San Francisco game was sort of a weird game because of the rain. So I am going to go with, because the game is being played here, Vikings 28. Offense is going to start to get on track. I really think that this, there's a lot of things that haven't completely clicked yet that certainly can. And it's not like we're asking Kirk to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, it's just things that can click. Um, I think the Vikings defense I hope to see some adjustments. Like, it's about time to see some adjustments in the scheme. Uh, so, final score, 28 for the Vikings, and the Chicago Bears score 20. Okay. 28-20 in the Bears championship week. Uh, I have the Vikings covering the spread. The Vikings are one of the best uh, home teams against the spread uh, since they moved into U.S. Bank Stadium. The Bears are not very good. Yeah, there's uh, some interesting external factors with with the London hangover, no bye week. Um, Also, just the teeth clenching that Vikings fans, some Vikings fans are probably doing, thinking because they're big-time favorites, this will be a lot closer than it is. But I think the Vikings cover this 7.5-point spread. I will say 28-10 Vikings. Oh. Oh man, it's gonna be tight, 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 tight. I think like my, I think like the the logical side of my brain Three says to nothing. No, it's not gonna be that bad. I think the Vikings win. I'll start there. The Vikings are gonna win this game. I think I have this as a loss before the season. Um, but I just think the the Bears are. I thought the Bears would. It's funny because they're two and two. They are competitive, but I just they're they're so anemic offensively. Right. I just don't see them coming into this stadium. So. The seven and a half is such an interesting number here. I think this is kind of a field goal fest a little bit for the like. I think the Bears are going to move the ball enough and then kind of stall out in the red zone and probably settle for some field goals. So I could see a scenario in which, you know, the Bears are sitting on nine at some point. Maybe it's twenty-four to nine, and the Bears score a touchdown to get to fifteen, and then they decide they're going to go for two because that's the analytically sound thing to do, and then they whiff, and so we're sweating a two-point conversion or something. Um, so I'm going to say Vikings 24 to 15 in this game. Oh, and wow. A, a narrow covering of the seven and a half wow. against mm. my better judgment. But this is a classic trap game. Oh, yeah. Classic trap game. Do you think O'Connell helps there? Because I feel like the old school coaches and like Zim would, would uh, lash back against that. You know, you guys are talking about a trap game. I feel like O'Connell confronts the obvious pretty well. Yeah. How how much do you think his demeanor helps with a game like this? A lot. I think I think about the preparation that went into their trip to London, right? right. Okay, we're going to get our normal practice weekend, and then instead of traveling during the day, we're just going to s- travel when we sleep, and then you guys are we're going to have fifty layback beds on this plane, yep. and like just the, the and I don't know, maybe Zimmer and maybe they would have done the same thing. I don't know. Um, 
So I, I, I don't think they're going to just like, oh, pish posh, we're coming. I think they're going to know, yep, this is a thing coming back from London. Even if we just don't want to admit it, it's definitely going to be a thing. So let's, let's do some things throughout the week to prepare for it. Yes. O'Connell sat in the back of the plane coming home. He did like, not didn't take, sleep or he did didn't, not take uh, what, one of the nice chairs. Yeah, he talked yeah. about it. He said, I sat in the back. Players did not want to see or hear me, he said. He didn't even sleep. He just sat there and stared ahead. For he the just grinded film. I'm sure he grinded film. And you play. better grind film. You know what I would have done? I would have said, Ed, sit down. We're going to go through the film. Your defense. <laughs> Your defense is a disaster. All right, so there you go. We all got the Vikings uh, winning and covering, sounds like, which is the ultimate kiss of death. Yep. But um, It is. We'll see what happens right after the game is over. Win or lose, we've got you guys covered with the most fan-friendly interactive show in all of Minnesota sports. It is Vikings Ventline here on Purple Daily. See ya. Your story. It lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small-town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.